The FIH Indoor Hockey World Cup is around the corner. It's a week away and it's coming to South Africa for the first time ever. The tournament will be happening outside of Europe here on African soil. It's the sixth edition of the showpiece event. 12 men's teams, 12 women's teams, two champions. Tonight, we preview the show. John McEnroy, Wade Payton, Marsha Cox, legends, as we talk about the game of indoor hockey here on Hockey The Podcast. Uh, welcome to Hockey The Podcast. The focus is on all things indoor hockey as the FIH Indoor Hockey World Cup is just a week away. 12 teams are on their way across both uh, from men's and women's are on their way across the globe here to South Africa where they will compete over seven days in 10 section, a game a day except for semifinals and quarterfinals, two on that day. And of course, we wrap up with a final on Saturday, the 11th of February. Of course, uh, I have not had the experience of an indoor hockey World Cup, definitely not as a player or as a coach. I've also not had the experience of playing for my country, and so uh, my guests tonight are going to help me uh, digest the tournament. Talk about what uh, what we can expect, what is different about an Indoor Hockey World Cup, what is exciting about an Indoor Hockey World Cup, and what separates us from others when it comes to this form of the game. Of course, uh, with me tonight, and, and we'll be chatting a little bit more later about the tournament itself, but uh, to help me through our first discussion, John McEnroy, the head coach, of the Barcelona woman, and of course, 46 caps for South Africa. Also a man who is very well known in indoor hockey circles because uh, he's usually on the side of the field shouting about as the MC at events. Mackie, you will be coming to the World Cup, but uh, most important right now, welcome to Hockey the Podcast. It's uh, it's awesome to be here. Jabu, thanks so much for, for the, the invitation and thanks so much for what you're doing for, for hockey in, uh, in South Africa and around the world. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. You know, as, as we always say, if there's a story to be told, we want to give it a platform to be told. And of course, uh, one of those uh, platforms is this, and there's a great story, Mackie. You've been on the side of fields, uh, you're good friends with Simon Martin, um, and you've seen uh, through PSR what is capable, uh, what indoor hockey is capable of. How excited are you for the Indoor Hockey World Cup coming to South Africa? Oh, Jabo, actually, um, this uh, last few weeks in, in Spain, as you mentioned, I'm based in, in Barcelona. It's been like the indoor championships in Catalonia and then there's the, the national championships in, in Spain. And what was really clear to me was that for indoor hockey to improve, it can't just be up to one club or, or one province. Everyone has to improve. And for me, I get goosebumps thinking about the, the journey of PSI and how... PSI was about a whole country improving as, a, as an indoor playing nation and not just one country. Uh, Namibia, for sure, is part of it. And, and obviously now Zimbabwe. But it's like been a 10 year journey to build uh, a sport and to inspire like the playing of a sport throughout uh, the land, throughout the ages and um, throughout the age groups. And it's just amazing. So many people have been part of bringing the the first ever indoor world cup to to south africa to africa it's the first ever world cup outside of europe i don't think us as south africans quite comprehend how much of a big deal this is um for us to be hosting the world cup and i don't know um and perhaps pates will jump in but i feel like it's a a a, a tipping point moment for for hockey in in south africa um in general both indoor and outdoor so yeah i'm as you can uh, hear, I'm, I'm hugely excited. I'm on the fl- I'm on the plane on on Wednesday, uh, arriving first thing on Thursday morning, and I can't wait just to be involved and to, you know, the the PSI kind of hallmark has been about the experience for the players, for the spectators, you know, creating an atmosphere, creating something that is exciting, that is fun, and and indoor hockey has it all, and I can't wait for um you know for seasoned international hockey players to come and experience indoor hockey in in South Africa. It's a great way to introduce our, our first guest on the show uh, today, seasoned international veteran, of course, Wade Payton, a man who played over 100 caps for South Africa, an Olympian in the outdoor version, of course, playing at the World Cup at the Olympic Games, 
but also a massive feather in the cap of playing at the Indoor Hockey World Cup. Part of the team that qualified at Swakamont and of course went through to Berlin in 2018. Uh, now a coach and, and doing all sorts of incredible things with Varsity College down at KZN. But uh, right now, a guest on uh, Hockey the Podcast. Of course, uh, you add another tick under the appearances belt, Pates, but uh, always a pleasure having you on on board. Jobs, thanks for having me. Um, honestly, starting to feel like part of the furniture now. Um, always love having a chat with you. Um, it's exciting and I just, yeah, loving the, the honest hockey chat that we end up having. Eh? So yeah, great to be here again. Yeah, Peyton, and you know, I'd like to start just by asking, you, you've experienced an Indoor Hockey World Cup. How, how does it stack up? Because you have experienced the big ones, the big ones in hockey being the Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games, World Cup. You know, how does the Indoor Hockey World Cup stack up in your experience? Jabs, it's... Um the, for me, the Olympics is, ob- is obviously a, always going to be a tough one to um, to topple. But from a an environment perspective, I think the Indoor World Cup was the greatest, single greatest hockey tournament I, I ever went to. Um, Olympics obviously covers a variety of sports, and there's lots hap- lots happening. Um, but from an actual event perspective, the the Indoor World Cup that I was able to to play in, in Berlin was, I think the words "wild" would be <laughs> how I would describe it. It was it was unreal. It was mind blowing actually. Um, crazy to think that um, our humble sport can be um, displayed like it was. Eh? Um, yeah, and I'm really excited to see what what we've got in store in South Africa. You talk about uh, the tournament coming to South Africa. Obviously, you've also got to play a number of uh, tournaments and games in South Africa. And, uh, you know, even with the indoor side, you played against the the World All-Stars, pretty much the Dutch national team at times. You know, how special is it for a South African to be able to play in front of a, a home crowd, let alone on the world stage like a World Cup? It's it's a bit platform to play at home. Eh, Jobs. It's uh, it's family. It's friends. Um, we have the most passionate sporting supporters in the world. I believe, no matter what it is, whether it's cricket, hockey, rugby, we just have passionate supporters. So to be based uh, in your country for a, a World Cup, let alone um, having yeah your family on the side is I, I really don't think the boys know what they're in for. They're, yeah, they're they're going to have the absolute time lives. I think. Absolutely, it it is a tough uh, experience. You yourself played against, uh, as I said, the World All Stars, which featured the likes of World Cup winning Robert Tiggs, uh, Nicky Leish, Tainrov. Um, you know, it, it just thrown in with Timo and Benny Vess, and uh, it was tough. What, what what is the biggest challenge for the South Africans when they take on the European giants of indoor hockey? I think the, the most difficult times will be the organisation of the European teams in particular. Um, the I was just looking at the pools earlier, and and we're we're in a pool where the only European team is. Is the Czech Republic, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you're gonna the, the guys are gonna quite a variety of styles of indoor in our pool with Argentina, Oz, uh, Iran, USA. The Czech will kind of give them what what they would have watched on TV or highlights, but the uncertainty of the the other teams will will be quite challenging, um, and you'll find the gameplay will be will be quite different. Um, it looks like I mean, if I heard you in, in your introduction, the tournament is over seven days. Which, if I if I go back to Berlin, I think we played double headers um, every day. Then we had a break, and then we went into cross pools, which were double headers, until we finished. So it felt like we 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 pretty much played the tournament over a long weekend, and and the Inter World Cup was done. So from a legs perspective, I think they're going to have a bit more time. Uh, to recover, which will be 
ideal. Like any athlete knows, recovery is key. Um, so that challenges will be a lot easier to manage. Um, but yeah, it'll be the pressure as well of playing in front of your home crowd, wanting to perform um, in an atmosphere that we will be quite lucky because of PSI, the foundation of PSI and that atmosphere that is created. And I mean, we have one of the atmosphere creators, Mackie, with us today. Um, so our boys will be quite prepared for that kind of what I presume Simon's um, conjured up like a carnival kind of crazy craziness. Um, so yeah, that'll be a, a huge advantage to our guys um, amongst all the, the challenges of, of playing international indoor. But yeah. They, the team looks looks good and looks ready to go. Yeah, I, I mean, just bringing Mackie in, yeah. I mean, Mackie, uh, you, you've been uh, able to watch some of the, the action and, and uh, you've been in Europe. You've seen the European uh, con- uh, counterparts, the contingency that we'll see there. Uh, what, what, what is special? There is something special and, and I sometimes struggle to... Uh, uh, voice it myself is uh, there's something special about indoor hockey in South Africa what do you think it is I mean what about indoor hockey makes us just that little bit extra special here in South Africa I, I enjoyed Pete saying that uh, the World Cup in, in Berlin was wild uh, and I was just thinking um, add Simon Martin to the equation and the wild becomes a little bit more wilder uh, I mean, you know, Simon has um, kind of uh, taken off the the lid. He's 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 really wanted to just throw everything into creating uh, indoor hockey into a kind of twenty twenty cricket extravaganza, like an experience where everyone can just come and get involved. And I think the the allure of of indoor hockey is it goes beyond the the kind of ardent hockey follower. I mean, as Pate said, South Africans love. Uh, South African sport, no, no matter what sport it is. And I just think the average sports lover, the average rugby lover, football lover, any kind of sports lover will go to a, a couple hours down in Pretoria and be blown away by the skill, by the speed, by the goals, by the music, by the dancing. You know, it's it's just going to be a spectacle. And um, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's the culmination. Simon's been at all those World Cups, you know, and 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 bit by bit creating magic here in PSI, and now we get to to kind of uh, um, display it on the world stage, you know. So I, I'm I'm excited. It's like uh, the World Cup is obviously a formal event, um, but it's in Africa and it's run by Simon Martin, and I hope it has a little bit of a, a bit of magic, you know. And and that there's going to be. I really hope that the, the the South African public come down and get involved and support and kids get involved because the the inspiration. I mean, I remember when Pates played for the, the South African indoor team against the the PSI All Stars, and I mean, I was interviewing him after the game, and it was like it was freaking so loud. There was kids everywhere shouting, asking for autographs, and Pates was like, "Jeepers, I didn't even get this at the the Olympics." You know, it it, it was just I, I can remember that moment and. I, I really hope that that uh, that that's what we can that we we can offer that. And I don't know about you guys, but um, I think we're at you know a a tipping point in terms of a young batch of of players that really believe in themselves and have the ability to to win big matches. And and we mentioned the the, the European teams, and obviously there's in our pool we've got quite a lot of. Uh, non-European teams, we, we don't exactly know what we're going to get from them. But I think South Africa, um, talk about the men's at the moment, we can talk about the women also, but South African men have um, something to fear. Um, I think they they um, they have something to fear. We've got a few players with uh, experience of previous World Cups. And we've got some pre- like prodigiously outrageous young talented players that I don't know I have goosebumps and I really hope that they can turn some heads and not only turn some heads that they can be you know on, on those final days playing um, for their country in front of a packed house and that this can be a turning point for for South African indoor and and outdoor hockey yeah but but Mackie I want to go broader than that I, I think not just South African I think African hockey I think you know Namibia are coming they're defending champions for the women of the African title and it really does open up an opportunity you know, and, and Wade, you'll remember in uh, 2018 there was a, a team that were very much uh, the 
the underdogs at the tournament. We played them in the group stage, and that was Iran. Uh, they they drew with Austria 3-3. I mean, they gave us a, a great uh, lesson in a 6-3, and they ended up marching their way all the way through to the semifinals where uh, they met the juggernaut that is Germany. Uh, they then went and beat Australia to get a bronze medal. You know, a lot of the times when we talk about indoor hockey, we talk the focus is on the European nations. But uh, indoor hockey definitely shows you that it's a a game that invites the likes of Iran, uh, Argentina, uh, USA, Canada who are coming, um, Australia. I mean, Australia finished fourth in the men's. So we know that against the odds, anyone can can pull out a little run. Of course, many people did not expect Australia to beat Poland in the quarterfinals, and they did. Oh, sorry, uh, Belgium in the quarterfinals, and they did. And they pushed Austria all the way. Is this the year that an African nation can uh, um, replicate that form and, and march their way to a semi-final and maybe even a final? I, I think absolutely, Jabs. The uh, just on the start of your your um, chat there, the, the the wonderful thing about indoor is you 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 look at as the hockey neutral, you look at pool A and pool B, and you'll see like Kazakhstan, Namibia. Austria, and you look at Pool B, you'll see Czech, Iran, USA, and you'll kind of immediately think, okay, well, cheapers, this is we're in our favor here. But these teams, essentially, the squads are smaller, so they're taking the really, the really, the the cream of their crop for some of these teams. They're like the best overall hockey players that they have in the, in their country, and they're in one team now, in a smaller court. Um, highly skillful, like the Iranians were unbelievable. I mean, it's one of the toughest hockey matches I've ever played in my entire career. I mean, they were almost double our size. They were fast. They were skillful. Um, so they'll pose a, a a big, big threat in that pool. And I mean, I really, I, I really do think the South African boys have. Uh, I haven't paid, not not paid attention to the the girls side of things, but I do believe they have a, a young squad. But Obviously, my focus has been the guys just being a past member of the squad. And the current squad now, like Mackie said, has we've got some really steady experience there. The likes of uh, Jethro, um, Diane, Justin Domlio. And now you're throwing in some of the young guns of Mustafa Kasim, uh, Keegan Heslet there, Lungani Gabela, um, Jumpan, Bongs in the goals. And uh, you've got a You've got a wonderful mix and such a great opportunity. Eh? And a lot of those guys, if you look at their stats, I mean, apart from the Jets and the Justin, some of those Oaks grew up playing PSR. I mean, they've, they've been playing indoor hockey their whole lives. Um, whereas, yeah, a guy like myself, I mean, I only really got an opportunity to take indoor very seriously towards the end of my career when my outdoor was kind of... Yeah, I just didn't really have the time to manage my outdoor. But these young guys have been playing indoor. They know the environments. They know the skills required. And yeah, uh, and they play exciting hockey. I mean, we've seen them perform against Namibia um, numerous occasions now. So yeah, I'm a hell of a, an exciting. And I think we have a fantastic opportunity, like Mackie said, to, to do something at this tournament. The other one that is obviously of interest and... And, and really maybe a big of uh, more than of interest of disappointment is the fact that Germany are not here at this World Cup uh, as a country they chose not to partake of course the men have just won the outdoor men's World Cup and what a great opportunity it would have been to go and win the double in the space of uh, two weeks Pates uh, do you think teams that are participating see the 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 absence of the Germans as a negative or a positive? Um I think the team that sees it as the biggest positive is Austria because I one hundred percent believe that those Germans would have come with yeah full power um to regain that uh, that title that they haven't won now for for back-to-back World Cups. I think, obviously, it was uh, Holland or the Netherlands um, prior to Austria's win in 2018. And, obviously, we haven't had an in the World Cup 
since due to COVID. So I think they would have come, um, yeah, absolutely roaring. So I think the Austrians are the happiest. I think everybody else is a bit upset that they aren't there because, I mean, if there's an indoor team you want to test yourself against, it's the Germans. Um, they they have a ridiculous amount of indoor World Cup uh, gold medals under their belts, and yeah, I mean you're not playing to compete against the second best in the world. You you kind of want to play against the best of the best, and yeah, as much as Austria are number one in the world and they are extremely high quality indoor team, um, there's just something about playing against the German indoor team. <laughs> um, so yeah, positives and negatives. Um, that they aren't here, but they obviously had a plan as a union um, to put all their resources and focus on the World Cup uh, outdoor. And I mean, Germans being Germans, uh, they had a plan and it's worked. And they, their men have obviously, like you said, walked away with the gold medal at the World Cup now in India. So, yeah, good for them being able to make those kind of decisions. And yeah, uh, bleak for the rest of us not being able to watch them uh, perform in the indoor arena. No, I, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. As a fan of the game, I would love to see them here. But as a opportunistic person in the game, I also love to see who takes advantage of them not being here. Of course, uh, we also know that for other reasons, Russia and Belarus are not included. And so two highly ranked sides will not be in both the men and women's tournament. A men's opportunity is available for somebody to, to uh, put their hands up and grab it with both hands, hopefully. So, uh, Pate's obviously the, the last thing from your side. Uh, the the games are all happening in Pretoria. It's unfortunately a uh, a school week. But uh, what would your call to fans be? Why why should they get down and make sure they're at the Hartfelt Arena from the 5th to 11th of Feb as much as possible? Yeah, I mean, when when, when the podcast uh, goes, goes live, Jabs, and the, the fans are all listening to it, I mean... You have to go. It, it it will honestly be a once in a lifetime experience. You're not you're not going to see anything like it, um, on our shore unless uh, FHC the spectacularness of of Simon and his brainchild that is PSI and and just just give us a permanent well in in the World Cup spot that would be great. But yeah, the, you take the opportunity. You don't often get to see um, international hockey on our shores let alone international indoor hockey on our shores. So it's going to be a spectacular event. Like Mackie said, um, anything with Simon in it is it's going to be extravagant. Um, so yeah, get your tickets. Um, I believe they're being sold online. I, I saw a link earlier. Um, yeah, Get your tickets, don't miss out. And yeah, for it, it, what will be an absolute uh, lifetime experience. Eh? It'll be wonderful. Absolutely. That's itickets.co.za. And go and see who the next person to uh, take the mantle of Wade Payton as Indoor World Cup goal scorer um, will be for South Africa and for all the other nations participating. Uh, Pates, thanks as always for joining in. We'll chat more to Mackie after this short break. And we carry on here now with John McEnroy Bodie from Barcelona. Uh, Mackie's... Yeah, I mean, you are a South African. You're a man who has done so much here in the country, um, so much good with uh, your Unaguaja Challenge and Red Sox Fridays, but you actually first rose to to prominence, uh, if I can say that about a hockey player, but uh, to prominence as a South African hockey player. And uh, it's a journey that's seen you go around the world, travel around the world, make some great friends. And boy, what what a great culmination of your journey to bring it all the way back home and maybe uh, the only way it could be a little bit better for you as if it was in Cape Town but uh, full circle back home Indoor Hockey World Cup in Pretoria I mean I feel like I have to pinch myself when I even say that but uh, it's coming and it's it's coming home <laughs> Hey Jabu it's it's huge it gives me goosebumps um, to think that the, the World Cup of Indoor Hockey which was like had a, a European stronghold. It was almost unthinkable that it could be outside of Germany, let alone now in in Pretoria in South Africa, and it's next week. So, I mean, it's the culmination of of so many people's visions, efforts, beliefs, and uh, it's all coming together. And I'm I'm really honoured and uh, grateful to be part of it in a small way. 
And uh, yeah, to witness this uh, group of, of young players from South Africa and Namibia um, who have really, you know, come on and, and are, are really uh, rubbing shoulders on an international level. And now they get a chance to perform on home soil. Um, yeah, I mean, cheapers, it's, it's really exciting. I hope, I hope there's no more tickets left because it's, uh, it's something that is not to be missed because when will the, the next uh, World Cup be on, on home soil? I mean, uh, who knows? Uh, look, I mean, I uh, I know that when the 2010 Soccer World Cup came to South Africa, I spent a lot of money traveling around the country to go watch. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You don't have to travel around the country. You just need to come to Pretoria. And you get, you know, for the cost of your ticket, you get 12 games a day. That's pretty damn incredible itself. Uh, you know, not often you'd be able to get that in a day's action. But uh, yeah, the likes of South Africa, Namibia, Kazakhstan, Iran, New Zealand, Australia, uh, you know, all the Europeans, Argentina, Canada. Who are you most excited to, to see in action? Well, I mean, Jabu, I also can't believe it has to be said that there's a men's and women's Hockey World Cup happening at the same time. Men, women, men, women. I mean, it doesn't actually get better than that. Like the, the, you know, if you, you heard Pate speaking a little earlier about the, the overall spectacle and experience of an indoor World Cup is like second to none. It's incredible because it's like, it's fast, it's furious, it's indoor, there's lights, there's music, there's action, it's entertainment. We're adding men and women. It's just going to be fantastic. Um, for me, I don't know, to think of Iran, you think, well, Iran play hockey, but they play hockey. They, they really have their own brand of indoor hockey. I'm super excited to see um, that team. I mean, for me, there's, there's so, I mean, I, I coach here in Barcelona and half of my team is from Argentina. And then Pates was talking about passion about sport. And I mean, I just saw uh, there's a different level when it comes to Argentinians and the, and the World Cup soccer. They're absolutely crazy. They're absolutely, the whole nation is completely obsessed with their sporting um, teams and and so like I, I'd be interesting to see the the Argentinians I mean it's 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 amazing the American side which is um, you've got um, Jason Mulder the coach of the US uh, men's team I mean watching the World Cup now in India which obviously uh, the Germans just won in spectacular fashion but the amount of South African coaches that are involved in the various international teams is is remarkable uh, and it's continuing now with the, the the indoor World Cup. I mean, it's it's super exciting. I um yeah, I, I can't wait to just uh, just to soak it all up. And I hope so many young players will come down and just watch and be part of it. And that somehow this acts as the stimulant for um for investment in a proper scale into the South African hockey program because I believe there are players that really deserve it. You mentioned that that I. Uh, you know, uh, was part of the the uh, men's hockey team um, some some time ago. But watching the likes of the Kasim brothers and and Julius, he's he's now an experienced player at age twenty seven. Um, and uh, I mean, some of the young up up and coming players in the South African women's team, also the Namibian team. I have to include them. They they're becoming a force. Um, for me, these players deserve support, and I think adding support to this. Uh, this group of players, and I'm including the South African men, women, uh, the Namibians also, like these teams can actually um, get results, get outcomes, get medals in, in, in these. It's not unheard of. It's not laughable to say that at all. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, and, and Mickey, the other thing, I mean, if we look at, at the, the competitions, New Zealand are an unknown uh, uh, force and they are benefiting from the... Uh, uh, the world situation, and they'll get the opportunity. Argentina for the men are making their debut. So debuts, you've got uh, teams with outstanding history. You've got teams who you feel like they they've got unsettled business. Um, you know, as as a a supporter of the game, which is what you are now. I mean, uh, who who do you think's the most excited? I mean, I know everybody's excited, but. You know, where, where do those nerves lie? Do, does a country like Netherlands or Austria feel extra nerves now that Germany aren't there, that they're the favourites, that they, uh, you know, are playing, um, uh, you know, they, they're going as favourites. They're not the underdogs or anything. Um, they, uh, they've they got to go there and do something special. Do, do you think that changes things for them? Does that change mindsets? Uh, 
you know, the fact that it's in South Africa, it's in summer, it's it's completely different from what we are used to. No, no doubt about it. I think there's a lot of unknown to this tournament, which adds to the excitement. I think one funny aside uh, for for Coach Rob Tiggers, who was obviously the captain of the World Cup winning uh, Dutch team in the 2015 edition of the, the World Cup. But uh, I would say Robert Tiggers is the most well-known hockey player in in South Africa. <laughs> Great, uh, you know, he he uh, since he got the gold medal in 2015, um, he's been coming every year um, to South Africa to be part of PSI, to be part of the All Star Series. And um, so it's it's I'd say there's even double pressure on the Dutch team. It's like uh, almost home home turf pressure. They're they're our second team. We've got them in the back pocket if uh, if South Africa don't get through. Um, but for sure, I, I think um, I think the likes of Holland and and Austria will will have to step into the mantle, of, you know, of of favourites. Which it's almost like an automatic um, label for the for the Germans to have. The Germans in indoor World Cup are automatically the favourites, and now they're not there. So for sure, there there are all sorts of unknown um, factors. You know, uh, Wade Wade talked about, you know. Uh, a lot of people talk about when when you go to the Olympics, no one really knows how you're going to respond to the spectacle, to the to, to just everything that's going on in the Olympics. And to a certain extent, as a hockey tournament, the same applies with the indoor hockey because it's it's a there's a lot happening. It's a lot of distraction. There's a lot of noise. A lot of lights, sparklers, dancers. You know, um, we want to make it an incredible spectacle, and the players have to focus. And and uh, as Wade alluded, the South African teams, the Namibian teams have had a lot of training in, in these type of crazy entertainment conditions where, where like the show comes first. You know, I, I was, I was lucky enough in the last couple of weeks, I went with uh, Jonathan Trott to watch the South African, um, the South African 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers play against the Seahawks. Um, he has some, some contacts and we got some tickets and watching the playoffs, the American football playoffs, it's all about the entertainment. It's all about the TV. It's all about the experience for the spectator, and the players have to be professional. They have to. They have to understand that it's part of. We want to sell the sport. We want people to be inspired by it, and I think that's what Simon's done with PSI. Has like said, we want to make this so enthralling to watch, so exciting to watch, and I think the players are bought into it. So, in terms of preparation, the South African uh, men and women, the Namibian teams for sure understand that and and will be ready for it so i don't think at all they'll be uh, overawed or overwhelmed by the um, by the atmosphere by the environment um and yeah like uh, i think austria and holland who knows how they're going to respond to the the uh, pretoria heat i mean obviously there's air conditioning inside the hartfield arena there's going to be a big crowd um there's so many factors um but for sure it's i think it's it's exciting i mean people are getting on a 10 or 12 hour flight to get to the World Cup, they're used to just popping across to Berlin or to Leipzig, um, so it's uh, it's super exciting. It's it's uh, I, I love what you said that uh, you know it's uh, it is super exciting. But uh, you know, guys are coming to South Africa. Many will be coming for the first time. Uh, a few teams have players that just played in India, so uh, you got some time zone challenges and stuff. But I think a very exciting thing for me is that it is only one game a day it uh, and you know maybe the altitude in pretoria maybe the heat in pretoria it's a it's a rough tough 40 minutes but it's 40 minutes today and then you can go home get in an ice bath and come back tomorrow morning in my opinion that's going to see a massive positive um for the teams and a massive opportunity for uh the teams to uh, really come out and go and not having to hold themselves back. And I say this, bearing in mind what Wade said earlier, I went and double-checked. They played five group games in two and a half days. You're now going to play your five group games over five days. You've got time to really space it and and pace yourself and probably go all out. The other thing is, of course, we're now playing this World Cup with four quarters of 10, where in 2018 we were still playing two halves of 20. Uh, all in all, to me, it's looks set up to really allow the maximum potential of all the teams to be on display. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's it's so friendly to watch. It is so inspiring to watch. And four by 10, all the factors that, that you mentioned, one game a day means you can really focus, you can rest, you can... 
it's essential. I mean, a five matches in two and a half days is like a it's like a test of endurance, addressed you know injuries, all sorts. Of, I mean, things are still coming to play, of course. Um, you know, some of the players we've got the Kasim brothers, we've got Julius um, Jet Eustace coming on the plane from from India. Need them to get back and, and and get into one piece. But I think it's very conducive for high level, high octane indoor hockey um, that's going to be unbelievable to watch and. And if you're in the Pretoria, Joburg area, like get get down there. Bring your bring your kids, bring your family. Come down. It's going to be a one hell of an experience. And if you can try, um, I don't know if you're a team. I, I I think a lot of PSI teams are coming down. There's also a Legends tournament happening at the same time. There's so many things happening. Just come down and be part of it. It's it it might just surprise you. And if somehow you're listening to this and you're not a hockey player, come down and check it out because there's some really exciting South African talent that that you'll be proud of and and you'll love to watch. I'll make it. I can't wait to be there. I uh, would be buying my tickets, but of course I'll be there already working. Uh, you'll be there working. You'll be on the side of the field doing uh, the job that uh, you could do quite superbly as the MC. Um, yeah. Any 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 last thing? I mean, if a kid wants to come down there, take a photo with you, are you going to be uh, uh, amenable to that? Are you going to be signing autographs? Uh, or uh, I mean, Jabu, if if anyone at this stage wants to take a photo of me or ask me for a photograph. I mean, I might be in shock for a few moments, but I'll be absolutely delighted because it's not going to happen too often. There's so many other more interesting. And my colleague, uh, Marsha Cox, she's far more beautiful and far more interesting than, than I will ever be. But if anyone does want to take a photo of me, I'd be delighted. Uh, absolutely. We can't wait. Mackie, thanks for uh, joining us on Hockey the Podcast. Of course, you and I will be doing our best to give everybody a daily re uh, a recap of what's happening um, uh, in Pretoria. Just bear in mind that both of us will be talking all day, so uh, it might not be as uh, talkative as we always are, but it will be as full of hockey as always. Um, of course, we also have uh, Marsha Cox joining this episode of Hockey the Podcast just after the sting, but uh, at this point, Bodie, namaste and see you in Pretoria. Thank you so much for having me, Jabu. All the best and uh, really can't wait for the Indoor Hockey World Cup men and women in uh, Pretoria, South Africa. It's uh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm honored to be part of it. And let's put on a great show for, for everyone. Uh, it's been great to chat with uh, Wade and Mackie, but now the boys have had their turn. It's time to move over to the ladies. And joining me now on Hockey, the podcast on this Indoor World Cup preview show is one of our MCs at the tournament, but that would be a terrible way to introduce her. She is uh, South Africa's all-time most capped outdoor player, uh, a great ambassador for the country, doing incredible work with the FIH and the Hockey Show. And she's on her way back to South Africa to help us celebrate the Indoor Hockey World Cup being hosted here in South Africa on African soil for the first time. Marsha Cox. Marsha, thank you very much uh, for joining me. And... Uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to see you in person as we <laughs> tell a great indoor hockey story again. Thanks for having me, Tyron. I am so excited. It's the final countdown, and I've been seeing all the players counting down, but they have no idea how excited I am for, for this event and also to be back in South Africa and touching base with so many friends and, of course, family uh, through hockey. Yeah, Marsha, obviously South Africa hosting the Indoor World Cup. How special is that? Uh, you know, as, as a South African who's played in a few home-based tournaments, uh, this is pretty much as big as they get. How special is it that South Africa is hosting and once again putting us on the map of global hockey? Yeah, I think that's incredible. We've seen South Africa produce amazing events with the Nations Cup and the Junior World Cup. And a lot of the players that experience that uh, the foreigners as well as our South African teams experiencing that really enjoyed the experience. But I don't think that we actually realized that a World Cup is so unique because it comes around every four years. Um, for indoor, it's only the, the sixth edition. It is something, you know, that is still fairly new in that regard in terms of the history. We can look back and, you know, we could literally be sitting in the car today with some of the people who, who played at that very first Indoor World Cup. So I, I don't think that people actually understand how special this Indoor World Cup is just as a World Cup. And then 
Secondary is having it on African soil for the very first time. Um, it's something that it's, it's happening in summer, which already, you know, is makes it that much more unique. It's normally somewhere in Europe where it's winter and it's snowing outside. But for the first time, we will have it in, in summer in Africa and two African nations competing. I think it's extremely special for us as South Africans, but also for the players to play a World Cup. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play that World Cup at home. Well, Marsha, I mean, you obviously have a home in Europe as well. You talk about the fact that the tournament is happening in summer. Do you see that as something that is going to positively, negatively, or would just be a different challenge uh, impact in terms of its impact on the tournament? I don't think it'll have any impact on the tournament per se. I think it'll only impact the experience that the players will have of the event as as a whole. So in if you look at the, the previous ones, it's something that, you know, how you pack your bag, you would be packing, you'd be really considerate of taking that thick winter jacket, knowing how cold it is, um, knowing that you've got to spend a little bit more time uh, on your warm-up. But normally in the halls, it's quite warm. Um, so in terms of impacting play, I don't think that any of the teams would be impacted by the, the heat at all. I think it will only uh, change their experience when they are off the field um, and how they experience, y- you know, the outside of play moments. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and, and obviously only one game a day where in the past they would have played yeah. two a day. So, you know, they should be able to manage it. Obviously, the other thing that uh, factors in and it might not factor as strongly in indoor hockey as it, it could in outdoor just because the games are a bit shorter. But Pretoria is at a fairly high altitude and uh, that could yeah. uh, impact teams later on in the tournament as well. Yeah, indeed. They they And looking at the schedule, as much as each team only plays one game a day, some of the teams play um, quite early on the Monday and then they play quite late on the Tuesday. So they have a lot of dead time in between. And like you say, it's there's the altitude and then there's also that ability to keep yourself entertained, but at the same time focus enough so that you can produce the goods um, in your, your second game. And as that week progresses, you get to the end of the week and, and fatigue starts setting in, whether it's mental fatigue or, or physical fatigue. So teams will definitely have to to take consideration into how they, they manage themselves both mentally and physically. You, you've been to a number of major tournaments, the Olympic Games, World Cup, Commonwealth Games, African Cup of Nations. You talk about managing yourself mentally. How important is it to be able to shake off a defeat but also at the same time, you know, not necessarily shake off a victory, but uh, put a victory in the back of your mind uh, to to keep the focus on the field. Yeah, it is uh, It is something that is difficult, to be honest with you, Tyron. It's not something that, you know, you just wake up uh, one day and you know exactly how to do it. Um, it's, it's really a fine balance in a team of, of individuals so it's a fine balance for the coach to know what works for one player and doesn't work for for the other but then ultimately not disrupting the the team to ensure that everybody has that ability to do that but that mental it, it is it takes training so you i hope that a lot of teams would have considered their mental preparation for this for this event like you would for any other major tournament but um yeah it's really important for for the teams, you, we've seen it in the Men's World Cup uh, that ended yesterday, so that you've got to treat each game uh, as a new opportunity and a must-win opportunity. And you take your learnings from that and you apply it into the next game, but that next game is a new opportunity and a new must-win game. And it will be the same for indoor. And and it, it interests me because obviously the format is similar to the old World Cup formats that you, you would have participated in, two groups of six, the uh, top four in each group making the quarterfinals. So there is something to play for at the group yes. stage. It's not one of those where everybody goes to the knockout stages. Uh, does that is that something you prefer rather than the old Champions Challenge where first played fourth and everybody stayed involved? Do you like this format where there's something to play for in the group stages, uh, positioning appropriate and all of that? Um, and... 
you know, quarterfinal, semifinal, three knockout stage games. Often that uh, produces the most exciting, as we've just seen in India, some incredible knockout hockey. Uh, yeah, so in terms of the format, how, you know, how do you feel about the format of this tournament? Yeah, it's really interesting, Tyron, because we had I had the same discussion with um, um, Matthew Schwann, um the Australian international who retired uh, a few years ago and just before the Tokyo Olympics. And we were talking about their formats and he was saying that, yeah, as Australians, we're quite used to ending at the top of our, like topping off our pool. So we don't consider that extra, you know, bite at the cherry when you, when you don't. Um, and I think, you know, listening, at, listening to his perspective from a team that's always ending at the top, I think it's, it is great. It gives them an opportunity to stay sharp. Um, you get a, a, in that knockout stage, you have to you have to perform again. And if you want to win a tournament, you've got to beat everybody. That's pretty much <laughs> as simple as it gets. Um, but for teams that finish lower in the pool, I think that it's it's a great way to play your pool stages with everything you got. But at the same time, when you, the luck of the game, it just doesn't go your way. That one nil or that draw that can can cost you heavily. Um, it, it gives you an opportunity later in the week to to prove yourself and to come out and show that you are worthy of playing in a final. Uh, and and obviously we look forward to seeing which teams do put their hands up for it. Yes. <laughs> there, there is a, another great nuance that's uh, coming out uh, from this tournament, and you did mention it in the introduction, is the fact that we have two African teams there. So South Africa and Namibia. Now, they've built up, and uh, you know, I'm specifically looking on the women's side, you've built up a very healthy rivalry over the past couple of years. But going to a tournament together, do you expect that rivalry to almost be replaced by a, a sister. They're in two separate pools where uh, they're backing each other. And do you think that's something that can lift, you know, seeing another nation from your continent uh, participating? You you wouldn't have had many experiences like that in outdoor hockey because usually there was only one African team that qualified except for yeah. Commonwealth Games. I mean, what's it like having a second African team there? Is it is it a lift or... Uh, yeah, or, or is it more of a well, distraction? <laughs> well, to be honest, I think that each team will be focused on their on their own success and their own progress within the tournament. However, I know that a lot of the the players do know each other. Like you said, throughout the years, they've developed quite a bit of a healthy competition and camaraderie. Uh, we know that a few of the Namibians have spent time in South Africa. Um, playing and studying in South Africa. So the players do know each other on a personal level. Um, so I think in that regard, they will be supportive. They will be more supportive of each other. But I think it, it won't impact their performance. Um, I don't think it would distract from, from either team's performance. I know that Namibia have got a very different focus. Um, they've got a captain who has been a stalwart of this team. And um, so Maggie Mingo, she's been phenomenal in and uh she's made a huge impact in them having that african title uh twice you know um and she will play her last tournament and these goals i think will be focused on their team their progress and also making sure that she gets a great send-off uh absolutely yeah, so. she's been such a great uh uh, ambassador for the sports of indoor hockey and for the continent of Africa. March 12 100%. games a day at Hot yes. <laughs> Arena. Uh, it's a lot of action. Obviously, the early days have 12 days, 12 games, and then the later days have 10. But uh, 80 yep. games played over seven days. It's going to be an incredible amount of work for uh, those of us working there. But, uh, it, you know, it really fits the 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 description of indoor hockey, fast, flowing, fervor and fun. Uh, we can't wait. I'm going to put you on the spot because you put me on the spot the other day. <laughs> Who do you think is the favorites for the tournament? I do think uh, the Dutch women are the favorites for the tournament, considering um, the, the success that they've had at the previous World Cups um, and also at the European, um, the Europeans, a few months ago, so I think that they would be be the favourites 
to win. I do think that the Austrian women will not make it easy for them. Um, and as well as I, I am hopeful that we see one of our African teams in that semifinal. I do believe that they have the ability to do it. I know that both teams have been working really hard in their preparation. Um, our South African girls have been working really hard on South African soil. And Namibia have just toured the Netherlands and played a lot of practice games uh, yeah, so I do hope that we start to see them also get rewarded and and reward themselves with a very tactical performance throughout the tournament that earns them a semi-final. And on the men's side, um, yeah, I think Austria would be the, the favourites with the Netherlands also um, as tough competitors. Uh, I, I back you on that. I think... Uh... You know, we've heard from Mackie, Austria looking good, Netherlands looking good. But of course, it's on African soil. So let's see if a South African, Southern African nation, whether it's South Africa or Namibia, can go and wave the African flag. We'll play Canaan out loud um, and and make sure everybody's waving flag. That was not a great dad joke, but I'll I'll, I'll improve (laughs) on the commentary this week. Marsh, thanks very much. I look forward Thank to chatting you, to you more at Heartfelt Arena. Have a safe trip over and uh, we'll catch Thank up you. in a few days' time. Yes, looking forward to this. Cannot wait. And I hope that people are just as enthusiastic as we are and that the crowds just come rolling in. Absolutely. If you don't have your tickets yet, itickets.co.za. They're selling out fast. So uh, don't be a sleepyhead and miss out because uh, you will be very, very disappointed. We will see you at the Heartfelt Arena in just about six days' time as the best teams around the world uh, come out and fight. That's it. From this episode of Hockey the Podcast, we'll have so much more over the course of the week. Cheers.